and welcome back to another episode of Travel Minded the Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by Mimi Labessa. Mimi is a luxury fashion and lifestyle creator and is also mum to Kadima and Zainan. Mimi worked across various FMCG companies and most recently the University of Manchester as an analytical chemist before quitting to pursue a full-time digital creator role. Fashion has always been Mimi's passion since she was a little girl and nowadays she spends her time travelling and creating fashion and lifestyle content with her daughters. On the episode, we talk about travelling with daughters as well as sharing travel stories. I'm enjoying the sunshine, I must admit. It always just puts you in a better mood. It does. It did take its time, though, to come the summer. I was was thinking, what's happening? This is March, this is May, but then here we are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? I'm great. I'm uh, I'm great. I'm busy. Um, but good overall. I'm really good inside and outside. Yeah, perfect. That's what we like to hear. And yeah. it's funny that actually, I feel like as somewhere like the UK where we don't get loads of sun all the time, it was always somewhere that actually. That's why I love going traveling. I love being able to go out and about and explore new places and also being in different environments. Hence why I kind of started this podcast as oh, an opportunity to just talk to people about other um, interests that they find with traveling and kind of get envious of all their trips. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, I totally relate as well. And them, especially with children, it's just hard keeping them in one place, you know. Um, so I just really want to open them up to new experiences from childhood. So hopefully as they grow older, it's something they would appreciate and really have that curiosity to want to explore other places as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So I was going to ask, actually, yeah. how do you find traveling with children? I love it. It's difficult, especially when they're younger. Um, I think uh, this year in in February for the half term we went to Portugal, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I love it. But this is the first year since I started traveling with my daughters that it's been really good, because my youngest now is three years old and she's now able to kind of have her headphones, be on her tablet, and watch Coco Melon. <laughs> so it, it's great for now. But back in, even as of last year. It was always a bit of a nightmare, screaming on the plane, running off at the airport, just not wanting to listen. But it's all part of the fun, to be honest. It's all part of the experience. And I look back on those years and I thought, okay, it was really frustrating at that point. But come on, we always have something to remember each trip by. But really, it's it's beautiful. And just seeing the look on their faces, wow, airplanes, skies, mountains, oceans, you know, it's really so rewarding. Um, I love it. I mean, because if it was me by myself, I really wouldn't even appreciate these things. But through mm. the eyes of my children, it's like a whole different and new experience for me, just seeing the things that amaze them, the thing that wows them, you know, those things. So it's really rewarding I would say traveling with children it's a whole different experience yeah absolutely what do you think in their eyes is the thing that they enjoy the most I mean to be honest kids are easily entertained by a lot of things but I wonder if it's 
the trying of the new food or if it's just being in that new environment and seeing different things absolutely uh, for my girls it's just seeing new people different people different styles different cultures different cultures they're like oh mom why don't we dress like this you know why don't we do this and they're asking me all these questions and I just thought that because we are English we are in England and we do things <laughs> different there but that's why we're here to see how people do things and appreciate them you know they re- um, they are really really into the culture just it's just the way they look at people, look at their clothes, and they're asking me all these questions. Um, I wouldn't say the food so much. For me, it's <laughs> always the food. One of the things I look forward to, because I love to eat, I'm a foodie. Yeah. I always want to try the food in all the places we visited, we visit. And um, but for the girls, they are really not keen with food. Um, you know, it's just they're just always just hyper excited. They want to go out to the park, to the beach, to meet the people, to and the language as well. You know, when we were in um in Portugal, it was always like, oh, obrigado, obrigado, you know, and and it's just it's just it's just beautiful seeing them like trying to immerse themselves into the culture and just trying to be one of the the locals. You know, absolutely, just- yeah. I mean, I was someone who I never really knew what I wanted to do growing up, and I kind of felt like, oh well, I could go to university, so I got a space, but. I deferred it because I was like, I just don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to go traveling. And I always think now that actually I've learned so much more from traveling and going to new places and meeting people that I probably wouldn't have crossed paths with. That's the best part about traveling for me. And I think I've learned so much. And I think it's the richest type of education that you can get. Absolutely. 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 You know, the very first trip I took, I know this is not a question, but I had to just say that, was um just after I just finished uni in 2012. And my my friend and myself were supposed to go on a trip um to Spain and then to Paris. And because at that time, um, because I'm originally from Nigeria, so we still had our Nigerian passport and we had to apply for a visa to go. I was given a visa. My friend wasn't giving um the visa to travel. And I thought, okay, oh, that's it. We're not going anymore. And she said, no, you have to go. I'm like, I can't go alone. She said, but you have to go. We planned this. You have to go. Go for me. And that was how I set up on my very first solo trip to Barcelona. And I was excited. And then, then there was no instagram or it was facebook it was so and then I, I couldn't roam so i was going really in the dark so i dropped a facebook message to my family to my friends okay i'm off i'll see you i'm not sure if there's going to be internet <laughs> there but i will try and look for and drop you a message and i remember i got there to barcelona at midnight i checked into my hotel and I asked the manager, oh, if I could use their internet to just drop a, a Facebook message to my family. And then I went, oh, I'm here. I've arrived. I'm safe. And and I'll see you. I'll let you know what I'll get up to tomorrow. Bye, bye, bye. I love you. <laughs> and I think back on that time, and it's so strange that the means of communication was quite limited, but it wasn't scary. Now mm. I would be worried without my phone. Oh, I haven't called. I haven't FaceTime. But it was perfectly normal just sending a message at 12 midnight and not panicky if you don't get a response at that very instant you you have the patience to wait for the next for six hours to get a response or to reply and it was such a beautiful travel experience because I couldn't speak Spanish they don't speak English there and I had I asked the manager that if you could just give me some pointers you know how to say good morning bye thank you because I'm going to set off to the beach somewhere on the tube and it was just 
ex oh my god it was crazy just saying hello hi um try to get here yes <laughs> yes you know it was just yeah. crazy but, but i did it you know i communicated they understood well i hope they did and <laughs> and i went out for the day and i came back and it was just so so beautiful and i had the best time there and i was there for two days and when i went to paris the on the third day oh they spoke english in paris so that was really good you know and then when i said hello oh hello how are you oh you speak english <laughs> it was rather embarrassing but i was so excited you know and you know it's so the power of language as well you know it's so powerful. His, Absolutely. Like, it, at that moment, when I was in Paris and I spoke to someone, they responded to me in English. It didn't feel like, oh, this is French. This is their friend. I mean, it just felt like, oh, this is my person. He spoke my, he spoke English. So you are my, and I was very excited. And they went, why, why are you so excited? Like, well, because I was somewhere with, you know, strangers who didn't speak the same language as me. And it was that trip that made me decide that I am going to be a traveling person. I'm going to be a traveling mother and my family are going to be a traveling family, literally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many discussion points out of that. I think the first yeah. one is how it's really interesting that we're so reliant nowadays on social media and on the internet. And actually, I think it's nice sometimes to even now have those holidays where you can put your phone away once yeah. you've got from A to B. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. good to have to be able to kind of navigate your way around. But it's so nice now having those switch off times. And I think sometimes like, especially on girls trips, like oh. my friends, I'm like, put your phones away. We're all sat at a table. And I appreciate that we're trying to like capture the moment or we're just trying to like speak to people back home, but we've got all we need right now. And it's just about living in that moment. I think sadly, that's something that we have lost. So actually it's yeah. nice sometimes to be able to <laughs> go back to how we were I mean, yeah. it wasn't even that long ago I remember being long ago, yeah. at home like taking it in turns with my sister waiting for the dial-up internet but now it's just kind of grown so much in the last couple of years that sometimes we do think about those basics mm -hmm. and actually yeah. the basics of just speaking to people and having conversations conversations <laughs> are not just be on the phone catching up, checking updates, you know, oh, it's, it's something else, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned you were from, you're from Nigeria. When did you, did you grow up in the UK or did you move over to the UK? Yeah. So I moved over when I was just about 16, just after high school, because my mom and brothers are living here already. And then after I finished high school, I moved to, to Manchester specifically that was in 2003 yes 2003 and I went straight up to college A-levels uni and married children yeah. you know, it's a good life and the rest here. is history yeah. Is history, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I saw that actually kind of I saw that you did a interview where you said that actually you never really knew that you wanted to be a digital kind of content creator you went to university and you studied pharmaceutical science is that correct that's correct yes yeah correct, so yes. I guess at what point did you decide that actually you wanted to make that shift to becoming right. a content creator Right. So the thing is, I have always loved fashion. I've always loved clothes, even from a young age. Vogue, uh, 
I would wear my mother's shoes because she had this white shoes. Oh my God. I could never forget them. They were ivory, actually ivory and had like gold metal just at the back, high heel. So I just really loved fashion and it never went away as with all fashionistas can really, they, they can relate. Um, but as I grew up going to college, I was always, you know, looking for the latest trends, classy trends. And that was it. And obviously you never think that's a career or, for someone like me, especially as a black woman, and I'm not slim, I'm not tall, I don't look like a mother. So, you know, you don't think there's a there's space for you in the fashion world, especially what's being projected, you know, on the magazines. But I love clothes, so I'm, I was going to make myself happy the best way I could, wear clothes, feel good. Um, But even when I went to uni and I graduated and I started working, I would always shop. I would shop from America. I knew all the fashion. I knew all the luxury, but I just knew I would shop and I would dress up. I, I'm a chemist. I would go, I work in the lab. I was always in the lab with the lab coat, but I would go to work with heels, with dress, every, different, different dresses every day. And everyone, why do you do this, Mimi? Why, why do you dress up to go to the... Because I have all these clothes. I have nowhere to go to. I'm here five times a week. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You are my audience. But then something happened in 2015. A very close friend of mine who was living with me at the time, um, she wasn't working, but she, she needed a place to stay. So, oh, you can stay with me and my family. You know, so when I would go to work, she was at home, cooking or doing whatever. And then one day I got back and she said, Mimi, I've been watching a reality show. It's called The Blogger Photographer or something like that. And I think we could do this. Uh, why, what do they say? It's just women. And then that was, um, I don't know if you know her, Zanita, Margaret Zhang. So they had this mm -hmm. reality show from Australia. I said, I think we could do this. I mean, you dress up to work anyways. What's, let's just buy a camera and start taking photos. Uh, okay, well, I don't know. but And that was really how it all started. And I would ask my younger brother at the weekend, oh, take photos of me. And then we just kind of, oh, outfit of the day. And I had my little blog. And then even though it's now obsolete, but it was called ML Confidential. So that's Mimi Labessa Confidential. <laughs> and I was so proud of it, you know. And all oh, this is what I'm wearing. Um, but then I got married in 2015. The same year I started that. And then I got pregnant the same year. That's about September. And then I thought, okay, now I'm married. I'm going to be a mother maybe that that was just something I was just doing by the way so I kind of just stopped completely stopped and then I had my daughter Kadima and one year passed two year passed and at 2017 I thought okay is this it I'm a mother I go to work I come back and I my life is revolves my life revolves around this but this is not me I'm just doing this for my daughter. And there was just this emptiness and this whole, and I thought, oh God, I'm, I was really getting depressed and frustrated. And I, I didn't know what something, but I just couldn't link it. What's wrong? Why am I unhappy? Why am I unfulfilled? But that's because I was just being a mother, going to work and being a wife and nothing else for me. And I told my friend, I want to go back to doing. And obviously I had to start doing a deep and, you know, uh, just an introspection of what's wrong, what's the matter. And I had to go back to when I was really happy and excited. Yes, it was back to clothes, back to fashion and what, and that lit those few months of doing this thing. And I had to go revive my blog. And I told my friend, I want to get back to doing this. And by the time I got back, you know, a lot has changed over the years, you know, I don't know what people are getting, people are getting paid. 
Oh, really? <laughs> wow. How? What's happening? You know, the industry have really grown, exploded. What it was exploding, you know, at 2017, 2018. And, and, and then I had to start from scratch. A lot have changed. You know, it wasn't like before where you come, oh, outfit of the day, outfit details. You had to be more creative, more entertaining. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just do this on the side. I'm going to build up slowly. So I was taking photos, just just creating, nothing serious, you know. And then 2020 happened. And then for the first time, I had a lot of time a year. Yeah. I had Zana, yeah, I had my second daughter um, just November of 2019. And so by the time we were in 2020 itself, I had a baby, I was on maternity leave, so I didn't have to go to work. And then there was the lockdown. So literally the world paused for me to think, what are you gonna do? And I and I told my husband, I am going to start creating for real now with my children, just to just just to see. And I just started taking photos of my children, of me, and brands started getting interested in the children, especially the girls, you know. And I got inquiries from Next, from Max and Spencer, and I was like, Oh God, this is happening! And I told my husband, I'm not going back to work. This is happening. This could be real, you know, a full time job, a full time career. And um, and yeah, I. Got I got um so I was to go back to work in October and then I had sent an email. Oh, and then just before then in June, we will get an email that they'd be offering voluntary redundancy. I was like, no, oh, yeah. I was gonna quit anyways. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and um signed me up. And that was how um by the end of the year, I was done, left with um uh, 27k in the bank, and I and I was like, Oh, this is the sign I need. Yeah. And I was able to pull a team together. I've got to my brother who is, who has, who is a phot my photographer, my videographer now, and he has his own production company. And I said, come work with me, quit your job. Let's do this. I believe we could build something beautiful and you would have the time for your own thing as well. And I have the money. I can actually pay you. Even if I don't get paid, I have <laughs> money. I could pay your minimum wage and, you know, and then I would get an accountant to set up a company and I'll get um, a manager to manage me and, in 2021, January, I became officially a limited company creating and working. And it's been a beautiful journey just building my brand around myself, my fashion style, my lifestyle, and my daughters. And yeah, yeah, that was that I, I went for it when I had when the world paused and I just went in hard and literally now I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's brilliant that you use that opportunity that you know, for a lot of people, that was a really hard time and you used it oh. to be like, okay, right, well, what am I going to do with this time? What makes me feel good? And how can I then take yeah. what makes me feel good and turn that into something beautiful? And here you are. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and I must say, your brother creates some great contents. If people haven't seen, we'll put some links in the episode and they can see the incredible videos and photos that you both produce it is incredible thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you Emma so is there any particular places that are on your bucket list it would be Tokyo mm. and you know I have seen that place in the movies I have just I have always just wanted to go there and I, I haven't traveled to that part of the world I'm not sure is it called is it East Asia I'm not sure but yeah yeah, yeah to that I, and there's just always this affinity to going to you know to Tokyo in Japan is the fashion is it the Harajuku I don't know 
I just want to go and see it for myself. I want to see that fashion pop there. I want to see, I know there are fashionistas there. I know they love. I just want to go there and experience it. And I want to go in the cherry blossom season as well. Yes, exactly. I, I was going to say, you need to go when it's the cherry blossom season. And then you've got all the different content. You've got the city life, but also the blossoms and the nature. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's just somewhere I really want to experience um and I think by myself to start off you know just because sometimes with the girls you know because this is for me you know yeah it's harder to balance your time isn't it I think if you go on your own you're doing it for you you can get all the hot spots and then you can go back with them at another time exactly yes yes that's the plan (laughs) no that sounds amazing have you got any specific trips coming up for the rest of the year at all yeah, so um, in July, just um, once we go on the summer break, uh, we're going to Scotland and then to a resort, um, Scotara Creek, um, somewhere up in Scotland, because I always go to Edinburgh with the girls every summer. Um, this is going to be our third year since we started going. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, it's it's just beautiful there. I love it there. It's just one of the most beautiful cities I've seen Edinburgh. Oh, my God. I'm already there already, yeah. And um and in October, I haven't quite booked something down for October, but it's really I'm thinking somewhere between either to go to Turkey, because it's just one of those um the countries I really want to visit is Turkey, just for the hospitality and the you know and the hype. And but I, it's either that or Morocco. I haven't quite booked that yet, but that's that for the October um half That's term. brilliant. So yeah. do you try to go away every kind of holiday between the yes. term times so I do the half terms I I reserve the half terms for international travel and then the summer holiday to figure out the UK so to go to Scotland or go to go to Wales you know yeah so that's what I do just because the summertime is really a busy period mm-hmm. and I don't want to be going out and airport so I just feel like I'll leave it to the UK and just explore because there's really beautiful places here in the UK you know and I really want to start exploring those with the girls yeah yeah and I think we forget about it I think if that's anything that the lockdown and the pandemic period taught us it was to enjoy those staycations a lot more and be able to explore kind of what's on our doorsteps and I think there's just something about just being in a completely different environment that just makes us feel good like for me traveling and going to new places, like I said, that new environment, I just feel so refreshed. And- Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And talking about staycations, actually, I'm going to Dorset with the girls um, this weekend on Friday. I've been invited by, uh, I think, a, a resort there, Moonfleet, and that'd be nice. I'm hoping to capture a lot of content. But what I love about staycations and traveling around the UK is that is the road trip because we drive down. And it's just always, always memorable stopping at the service center. Someone used to use the bathroom and then it's okay. I was like, oh, I need to go right now, right now, you know. So it's always just so memorable and just stopping over, having a bit of a picnic, you know. Um, We get dad to join us on those ones. So that's really nice having him around because he normally doesn't go with us when we travel out. But when we're in the UK here, he comes and it's always nice having him with us, driving That's us. That's really down. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because actually I can definitely remember road trips with yeah. my family. And even if it was just going to visit family in the UK, I remember, you know, playing the games where I'd be like pretending to host a radio show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, just playing with my sister or even 
it's interesting having memorable songs for me mm -hmm. whatever is uh -huh. playing on the radio there's certain songs which bring me straight <laughs> back to where with I that, was at that time yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like there's a song for every trip and it sticks. I will remember, oh, it's just beautiful. I, I love the road trips. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, yeah. are there any travel experiences like zip lining that you've done before or those that might be on your bucket list? <laughs> no, I am not an adventurous person, Emma. But I have always imagined what it'd be like to go skydiving. Yeah. But now I'm a mother. That's not going to happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No, that is just super scary. But I've actually been looking at zip lining. I think that's kind of a safe option because some some of the ones that it's just water underneath. So I'm like, okay, I'll yeah. drop down in the water. That's mm, safe, you know, maybe. But Absolutely. yeah, I, I would, I'm, I'm not one for, oh gosh, just experiences they are I wouldn't even go you know on a on a ride or one of those mm -hmm. roller coasters oh my god I'll be screaming I'm gonna die I'm gonna die yeah I'm with you on that one I'll like sometimes I feel peer pressure to do something like that yeah. and then when I'm there in that moment I'm like what on earth am I doing get me off of it but it's too late by that point so yeah yeah so um but I'll probably start with some climbing I know I've got I'm visiting some climbing centers to kind of walk my way up yeah I'm, I'm not adventurous so, oh gosh my heart would give me <laughs> let's move on before you start thinking about it too much <laughs> well thank you so much it's been lovely talking to you and oh, i've really enjoyed me. getting to know you it's been really nice yeah thank you very much i love love talking with you as well emma don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think you can also find us on Instagram at TravelMindedOfficial. Masters Abroad was founded in 2019 and is led by myself, Michael Polak, a trained barrister and expert in international law and assistance. Justice Abroad operates to ensure that people who travel overseas for work or pleasure can be confident that if anything goes wrong, there'll be someone ready to help them. We are seeing an increasing number of cases across the world where people find themselves in trouble and we've been asked to assist. Justice Abroad has a team of top investigators, lawyers around the world, and support staff available to provide unparalleled support. Many people when traveling have an attitude of, it'll never happen to me. And then when something does go wrong, they feel helpless with nowhere to turn. Anyone traveling for any purpose should be aware of the issues that could arise and be prepared to get in touch with us should something go wrong. We currently have cases in Greece, China, Thailand, Somalia, Myanmar, Cyprus, Spain, Vietnam, and many other countries around the globe. The increased number of cases which are coming to us proves how frequently travellers can find themselves in trouble, often as a victim of crime or accused of offences they did not commit. Usually, travel insurance will not cover you for assistance and advice with legal problems overseas. And even where they do, the assistance can prove ineffectual and not practical. At Justice Abroad, we have an extremely hands-on approach that allows our clients to feel assured that we will deal with every aspect of their situation and ensure they have the best possible outcome. We're Justice Abroad, and we're here when you need us. Thank you.